Hello again, and welcome to Construction Marketing with Purpose. My name is Monica Pitts, and today we are going to talk about the stock market, sort of. (laughs) So we are going to talk about marketing like a 401k and tips for how to target millennials. I know. What do those two things have to do with one another? That I know. Sometimes my brain is just a very muddled, overlapping beast. So let me just start at the beginning by saying that marketing reflects stock market trends. It totally does. I was sitting with my Edward Jones agent the other day, and she was explaining the cycles of the stock market to me. And before I go any further, I would like to assure you, I am not going to give you investment advice right now, nor am I even qualified to do so. But the cycles that she highlighted really rang true because they're the same cycles that I see in generational marketing. And for those of you who are wondering what generational marketing is, it's looking at your marketing and segmenting your audience into generations to understand how each one of those generations makes buying decisions so that you can talk to them in a way that will make Make them do what you want them to do, but use your powers for good always, right? Okay, so she explained that there are four phases of spending in everyone's lives. From age zero to 25, you're in the dependent phase where other people provide for you. And then people between age 26 and 45 are in the heavy spending phase because this is the time in their lives when they're buying cars and houses and paying for daycare, raising kids. I mean, like money is literally flooding out the door, right? (laughs) For those of you friends that are in that phase, I'm with you. It's great. Not really. (laughs) Okay. And then... When people are age 46 to 65, this is when they're extremely savings focused because they're focused on saving their money for retirement and they put it all away. And then age 65 plus marks the retirement phase where they spend the money that they saved. Now, okay, so I said generational marketing. How does this reflect into these spending things? All right, well, that's what I'm going to talk about today. You with me? All right, then let's do this. Let's get to business. If you're a natural born marketer, you're one lucky son of a gun. If you're like most people, marketing, especially online marketing, is about as appealing as standing in a police lineup. The May Create team of creatives has transformed websites and digital marketing from craptastic to fantastic since 2005. Our podcast, Marketing with Purpose, makes sense of marketing so you can make purposeful decisions instead of carrying on with the same old crap you've been doing. And now your host, Monica Pitts, founder of Maycreate, with another episode on how to make your marketing not suck. So I just told you those four phases of spending, right? And I said, somehow this applies to our marketing. Well, let's start at the beginning. Let's look at the effect of the boomers. Now, our boomers are the people who are aged 65 plus right now. And each generation goes through these same phases, right? But the one that we, as advertisers and as people, consumers, have felt most acutely are the baby boomers. Now, baby boomers were born between 1945 and 1964. So they're 58 to 73 years old right now. And the market grew in the 80s as boomers moved through the heavy spending phase and the interest rates were high then to match the high demand for properties as boomers made their first big purchases. And then post-recession, now our interest rates, they stay low because boomers have entered the savings phase where they're making more conservative investments. And the boomers had such a heavy impact on our market because they were the first really big generation. 
So there are 73 million boomers. That gives them a lot of buying power. And they're relaxing right now. So they're not buying quite as much as they used to. (laughs) Now, they were followed by Generation X. Generation X was born between 1965 and 1980. They're 39 to 57 years old. There are 65 million Generation X. And the older boomers, actually, their kids are Generation X, right? Then we have the millennials, and the millennials rival baby boomers. There are almost 72 million millennials. They were born between 1981 and 1996. They're 23 to 38 years old. Now, they are coming into buying power right now because they are between that age of 26 to 45 years old. They're entering, if not in, their heavy spending phase. And we have Generation Z. Now, they were born 1997 or later, so they're 22 years old or younger, and there are 86 million Generation Z. That's a lot of them. We're going to see a lot of changes coming down the marketing pipeline when Generation Z comes into buying power because there are so many of them to impact the way that we sell our products. So right now, we need to be prepping, if we haven't already, for that millennial shift because the average age of the millennial is 26 years old. So they're moving into that heavy spending phase of their lives. And the future of businesses depend on our ability to adjust our processes to meet the needs of the millennial generations. Now, notice I said processes, though. I didn't say values because you don't have to change the core of your business. You don't have to change who you are. Millennials value the same thing that you value. They value family, a job well done, honesty, and transparency. Like at the root, millennial values actually mirror that of boomers. And all of the surveys and data state just that, especially as millennials become parents, they become more and more value-driven the same way that boomers are. They just don't make their buying decisions quite the same way. Like, I honestly believe that if boomers and millennials were the same age, they'd be best friends. Because remember that boomers initiated the women's rights and the civil rights movements. They were purveyors of change, change that needed to happen. And now millennials are the next purveyors of change. And that change needs to happen now, right? So if a 21-year-old millennial and a 21-year-old boomer had the opportunity to hang out, they would probably be stealing street signs together, right? But as it happens, one's learning life's lessons and the other one is bailing them out of jail, which does not make them super fond of one another, does it? (laughs) So we need to adjust our processes as business owners to meet those millennial demands if we want to continue to thrive as businesses. So back to that business though, you don't have to change the core of your business to satisfy millennials, but you you, I mean, you don't have to change who you are. You will, however, have to adjust your processes to meet their needs because the biggest difference between millennials and boomers are two things. One, the way they intake information is different and two, their expectations are different. So the way they intake information is different, right? So millennials use technology to communicate. We all know that. And they have very, very little patience because they were raised in an age of immediate gratification amplified by internet and cell phones. And their expectations are different. They don't have the patience to deal with crap that could be better or just isn't right. And lack of patience can feel a lot like lack of loyalty And while that makes us cringe, it can also translate into a business opportunity for us. They won't stick with a company that does a terrible or even a mediocre job. 
So they're forcing survival of the fittest in our companies right now as they come into buying power. So for a really long time, companies have just gotten away with being completely mediocre and still getting by thanks to that good old boy network where people just supported each other because you don't leave somebody because that would mean that you're not a loyal person. And I think that millennials are just going to lay this to rest. They are extremely discerning and they can see right through a ruse. And if they're not happy, they're just going to move on. So they have expectations of themselves as well. They have expectations of their lifestyles, the people that they work for and the companies that they choose to work with. And as they move into this heavy spending phase of life, they are also moving into managerial roles within companies. So that further magnifies the effect on the way that we do business. So just a second ago, I said that we have to improve our processes to meet the millennial demands, right? Because the way they intake information is different and their expectations are different. And one of the things that we absolutely have to embrace in our processes is technology. So as the 90s technology boom set in and marked the beginning of my digital marketing career, oh my goodness, um, all people could talk about was technology overtaking everything. Like, I can remember sitting through rotary talks and listening to the old timers, God bless them, say that technology was going to kill the honest business. I mean, I'm sure that people felt the same way in the industrial revolution, right? And I didn't agree then. And I certainly don't now because companies that meet millennial expectations are the honest business who have embraced technology in their processes, but remain true to their values as a company. So millennials want more than any other generation to make the world a better place, just like those boomers did. So strong core values are what draw them to a company and the experience of Working with a forward-thinking company is what makes them stay. Now, don't just change for the sake of change, right? I want to clarify that I'm not saying that you should just go out and change and implement a boatload of technology just for the sake of change, or that you just need to do it to keep up with the Joneses. That is not what I'm saying at all. What I'm saying is be open to change. Look for those squeaky spots in your process, the ones that aren't really running the way that they used to run and aren't nearly as successful anymore. And then we can turn to technology to search for a solution that could help us oil up those squeaky spots and allow things that aren't working well to act as opportunities to push you where you need to be to be able to deliver on the expectations of millennials. So be open to change, but don't change what makes you great. I'm going to say it again, like one last time. The companies that come out on top are the ones that remain true to their values and adopt technology to make themselves better while not sacrificing what makes them really great. So what has this had to do with your marketing? Well, we have to evolve our marketing processes as well. So for the inner workings of your company and all the processes that make it tick, I am certainly not qualified to advise you on investments. I'm also not qualified to advise you on those. But one thing I can advise you on is your marketing. And marketing is a process within your company that is evolving rapidly and absolutely needs to meet those expectations of millennials, both from a hiring perspective and from a sales perspective. It may be a process you're struggling with evolving, or it might just have been tabled for a squeakier wheel, right? So we need to invest today in our marketing to benefit from it tomorrow. Because here's the deal, even if you don't feel it at this very minute, the tides are absolutely changing. I mean, if you are not feeling it at this minute, I don't know what's going on because like, especially with the onset of COVID, 
everything is digital right now, right? There are so many people that are like, holy cow, I can't do it the way that I used to do it. All right, so now we've been forced into a change. And um, you, I mean, you might not feel like you need to reach out to this younger demographic of millennials and have a conversation with them right now, but at some point, at some point in your business, you absolutely will have to because they're coming into buying power, because they're coming into the heavy spending phase of their life, just like my Edward Jones agent said. <laughs> and just like with your retirement, you can't wait until you're 65 and just start taking money out of your investments to live on if you don't put anything into the account to begin with. You start young and you have to build throughout so that way you have what you need when you need it. So building your brand and your marketing audience, it works exactly the same way. You have to invest in them. And even if it's just a small amount right now, that's what you need so you can cash it in when you need it. So as you're thinking about how you can use this information, think about the spots in your business where you need to most connect with millennials. For some people, it's going to be in their sales process. And for a lot of people, it's actually through HR because we need to find millennials to hire into our workforce. So look at the processes that you have and ask yourself, do they communicate with millennials the way that they communicate? And do they meet their expectations? This can be seen very, very clearly when you look at things like a careers page on a website. Can you use it on a mobile device? Because if you can't, then it's not going to communicate with a millennial the way that we wanted to be communicated with. And it's also not going to meet their expectations because they are going to apply for jobs on your website on a mobile device. Every single construction website that I look at, one of the highest trafficked pages from a mobile device is the careers page. So please, as you're looking towards the future and you're trying to make those squeaky wheels turn just a little bit better and make those processes really work for your business, keep a hold of the things that make you great. Hold on to your values. Make sure that you do not let go of the things that make you amazing as a company. But then also understand that your processes may be the things that need to be adjusted to meet millennial demands because the way that they intake information is different and their expectations are different. So with that, my friends, whew, that was a little bit of a heavy topic, wasn't it? I really got into it though. I like this stuff, if you can't tell. <laughs> Hopefully you do too, or else you wouldn't still be here, right? So thank you so much for listening. I have really enjoyed talking about the stock market and how it relates to marketing. Whew, what, a, what a conclusion to draw, right? Okay, and so with that, my friends, until next time, go forth and market with purpose. Thanks again for listening to Marketing with Purpose. Head over to maycreate.com M-A-Y-E-C-R-E-A-T-E.com. Yeah, you heard me right. M-A-Y-E-Create.com for podcast notes and more resources to grow your business. Don't let your marketing suck. Get your pride on, market with purpose. 